Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. We will now get into our segment called Street Talk with our counselor, Brother Ahmad Park. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Brother Ahmad Park. Wa alaikum Warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Alan Asalam to all our radio listeners on a beautiful Saturday morning. Uh, Insha'Allah, I suppose you have something to tell us about issues related to the burial of our members of the Muslim community. Alhamdulillah, this last week been a little bit quiet. There was one or two post-mortem issues, but Alhamdulillah, everything else was. Sorted out, but the scary part at the moment is we have in all the mortuaries, you take Pine Town, Phoenix, and Park Rain, we have got post mortem that are not done yet, and there is unclaimed bodies. If you take all three mortuaries, we're looking at just under 2,000 bodies that is unclaimed. Now, what happens in a case like this here, Molana, is we have to wait for the Nept of King came to come through, do the identification, and then only that person, they will get a proper burial. But in cases like that, then we have to also wait for, for, for forensic in, in Pretoria so that they'll be able to give us a uh, forensic report from their side. Then only we'll be able to bury. So what is happening at the moment is it, it, it's a... It, 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 uh, it's a massive problem because the fridges are full with these unclaimed bodies. And then you're also getting murders, you're getting accidents, and where do you keep it? Now they are keeping the bodies on the floor, but uh, just to make uh, to, to bring that thing into the mortuary. So th- this is an issue that I'm taking up very seriously because we cannot afford bodies lying there from, from 2022 right up to 2024 and some of them going right up to 2018. These matters are supposed to have been closed long ago, and these bodies are supposed to have been put down in the ground. These are unclaimed bodies, and there's a prescribed period that you have to do it within that period. Unfortunately, because of DNA in Pretoria, there's a huge backlog. People are still waiting for a lot of insurance companies and families are waiting for, for, the, for the payout because of they, can, they cannot get the, the DNA report from Pretoria, so they cannot get paid. So this is a, I get this all the time from various uh, attorneys coming to my office. Ahmad, please assist me. We want this post-mortem report. If we don't get this, the family is really, really desperate. She's now a widow, and she cannot sustain herself. Please, can you assist? So I'm trying my best to write up to Pretoria. We got people there in Pretoria trying to expedite it, but there is a massive backlog of this DNA issue in Pretoria as well, Malala. Now, uh, what what causes this backlog? Is it, you know, just uh, you know, because of the uh, nature of the people that actually are working in government offices now? I don't want to mention, I know uh, uh, that you are aware of this. Or is there some external cause for this problem? Simolana, the, the issue, number one, is when, you know, top personnel left in the department, they have not replaced. Now, you cannot get where an office was run by 15 people, now it's only run by 8 people. You cannot do the same amount of work. And the guys now are getting burnt out, and they're saying, you know what, we can only do so much. And they're 
you only can do X amount of report, report per person per day. And that is the major issue here. And then they're trying to bring in new system in place. Now, when you bring in new system in place, you've got trial and error. By the time you get it right, up and running properly, it takes a couple of months. And that, that is, sometimes it takes a couple of years. Like we got the new billing system in the city. You saw what happened, 49,000 people were affected with the water bill. So, you know, it's like that. It's the same issue that we're facing with, with, the, uh, with the department uh, in Pretoria with, with, to get our, our DNA uh, reports. And the families are actually suffering now. Yeah, that, that is something really sad. Like if you take with these electricity cuts, you know, like we, I have been having that experience in my area. The light's supposed to go on for two hours and you end up with like five hours of no light, like last Saturday. And every time they give you the same excuse, there was an overload and it tripped. And it seems like they're not putting that problem right. Monana, in that issue there, we had a meeting yesterday at Moses Mabida with all the relevant uh, stakeholders in every department. They were addressing all the ratepayers association. Monana, I must confess, you know, I'm a counselor and, you know, I always shoot straight whether they like it or they don't like it. The issue that we have at the moment, you know, one liter bottle, you can't put one and a half liter bottle. That's number one. Number two is with the load sharing that you put it on for two hours, you put it on and then you're out of power for two hours, then you put it on. When that power, when they put it on, if you have a smallest hairline crack in 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 your cabling, it'll blow up. So what happens is, Sometimes you don't have light for 14 hours, 16 hours. Now we have to detect that, open that uh, road and go and patch it. And what we are doing at the moment, we are patching. We're not putting a full cable from from there to the meter, uh, to your, your, your actual outside DB box, the council DB box, from the, from the main area where we get our power coming through. So this is where our major problem is. So you'll find these issues always you want to have this thing here because when you're putting it on, you're not now putting on 350 uh, if your, your power is uh, three-phase. Now when the power runs, it goes up to like four, five hundred phases. It runs through and wherever you got a small hairline crack to, it will blow it up and it burns in the ground too, it will burn. And that's why you'll find the whole area for a couple of hours. Now we have to detect that. You have to get the engineers to find where the problem is. That is the issue. It's the same thing in the water as well. You know, if you take Musgrave, I, I remember about uh, a year back, we had one place in the corner of Musgrave and St. Thomas Road, there was a leak. And it was gusting that water was, you know, we were losing by the, I don't know how much of uh, liters of water we lost overnight. The issue is, when we fix that, now they got concrete, they, 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 they got the old asbestos pipes. Now, in the old apartheid days, they put the asbestos pipes there. It's not like our plastic pipe where you cut it and you can put a, a joiner and you carry on. They put that there. Not even two days later, when they opened that port, we had to close three, four mains before we opened the water. When we opened the water, just down the line, not even 50 meters down the line, we have to dig again and patch again. So this is where our problem is. You Now the time has come because of non, 
service to all these things they haven't maintained in the last 15, 20 years. That is the problem we are faced with. And you must also understand, Mulana, people must understand. A lot of people from the rural area are in the city at the moment. You know, your road infrastructure, your water infrastructure, your electricity infrastructure only can handle so much. In the last 30 years, they know the people will be coming from Nongoma, Zululet, Impangani, uh, South Coast, North Coast, all coming into the city for greener pastures. But you have to now account for additional... You can't bring... Your, you got a three-bedroom house. Now you, you can only accommodate six people. Now 15 people came in the same three-bedroom house. How are you going to sort that problem? This is the problem that we are faced with. That is where we think to the, to the city, we think to the council. We know the problem. We have identified the problem. Now you need to increase capacity. That's what we need to do is increase capacity. This problem will be resolved there. Do they have the capacity to increase capacity? Molana, they got the, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the, the money. As far as the money is concerned, we do have the money. There's no, 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 no problem with that. Yes, we lost in the last financial year, we lost about like $3 billion was given as grant to the city and it was returned back because, you know, they give you a specific period to use that money and our guys are sleeping with two either downs and they couldn't do anything. So that money was returned back to national. The capacity we got, and we are saying, bring in the old crooks who were in, in those departments, in the Department of Parks, Electricity, Water, who knew how the infrastructure worked. Bring them on a six-month basis, one-year contract, give them, and they will assist our, our people who we got at the moment and to bring it to what we want. And the capacity is there. We need to now add to the capacity what we have. Then only we will be able to maintain the, the, the service that the community is looking for. Now, during this week, we had this problem of waste not being collected. And this is causing, uh, you know, a lot of problem. And we know it could lead to health risk, etc., Now, what is mentioned there in the, on the website of Itikweni Municipality, to date no formal memorandum of demands has been submitted to the city by the union, but have raised issues around the recategorization of the municipality from grade 8 to 10, so that salaries of employees can be on par with those other metros in the country. Regarding the above statement, the question is, aren't the salary scales of employees of different metros are the same since they are doing the same job? Why is there this difference? Simonana, when it comes to metros and municipalities are, are totally different. So there is great in them. And I ha I'm having the same problem in the Department of Health when The Department, of, the Department of Health is running all the mortgages. At one stage, I was making an application to court regarding this. Because you can, you know, a guy is, is equivalent to grade 10, but he's still earning the salary of grade uh, 8. So that is their grousing. But the fact is, instead of the union negotiating with the city, they went and, went and applied to get a strike going. So the strike was illegal 
There was an interdict yesterday on, on Thursday when we were in council. The interdict was granted, so they, they can't move anymore now because they will, get, they, they will detain them. The long and the short of this whole thing, you cannot have... They brought a letter from, I don't know where, Molana, if you go to <laughs> West Street, Smith Street, and you see the city eating a mess, who's going to clean it? The same DSW guys have to come and clean it. They, yeah, I was in town on the Wednesday and Thursday in central town and I usually go to Smith Street and uh, even the traffic was jammed for a while. Molana, now we have yesterday they have decided there was an urgent meeting regarding this year and it is whoever caused havoc into the city or anything they are going to be detained and that's what they have started doing. But the long and the short they haven't resolved the matter. Instead of coming to the city, sitting with the city manager, sitting with the mayor, sitting with the speaker, and resolve this issue here. They have to come because this can lead to other things. Now, you know, they, they, you must understand in this year, this is politics now. There is outside, outside forces who are also putting the fuel onto the fire here as well. And, and, and uh, you know, I don't want to mention, but there is a lot of outside influence in this year to make this thing ungovernable for now to show them that, you know what, you cannot run the city here because you've got ABC, you cannot maintain and you cannot pay these people accordingly, like like the security. They were outsourcing security when, in in fact, our system in terms of insourcing was 100% and they were doing a better job, but yet they had to do outsourcing. Now, why they did outsourcing, we, we, we know what the reason is. Where we're supposed to pay 20,000 rand for two security day and night. Now we pay 64,000 rand for day and night security. So somebody is pocketing somewhere. So this is the issue that we are always facing. That's why this tender issue is they are always looking for any disaster that is coming into the city. Like, you know, if you get like what we had last year, we had uh, heavy rainfalls that uh, it lasts for two, three days. Then it will bring it under Section 36. So then they have got the means to go and do it without bringing it to the full council. They're spending three million here or five million here, and and the same work was only spent. One point five million was the work done, but three point five million was claimed from the city. So this is a issue that we are facing. That's why if you look at our financial report, unaccounted for, we had to write off like six billion in now. Now in the last month, we had to write off six billion. So, you know, we're losing water, 51% of our water we're losing. We're buying from, from uh, Amgeni water, but 51%, like 50% of our water, what we're paying for is, is gone down the wayside. You can't do anything about it. And this is a problem we have faced with. Now we're trying our utmost best to put this thing together, but we need to do this. You need liberal guys, people, thinkers who will say, okay, let's sit down. Let's find a solution how we will be able to fix the road, how we will be able to fix the light, how we will be able to give them water, how all these reservoirs, which is not functional, how we can get them up and running quick as possible. You need thinkers who can make, you know, don't open mouth and say, you know, we, it's going to happen today, tomorrow. Get it done. Like if I tell you it's done, Molana, it's done, finish. That's my, whether I take one week, one month, but end result is, I will come back to you within a month and a half, two months. I said, Molana, I promise you, I have, you wanted this to be done. Now he's been delivered. That's how I work. 
And that's where I get joy out of anything because I want to deliver. Now, I fought last week, uh, about two weeks ago on the 14th of uh, Feb. We fought that the debt review program must be extended. Yes, we were successful in council. We ag- the, the, the council agreed that the debt review program will be extended by another 90 days. Now, who is going to benefit here? Our community. Now, if you take all your NGO, NPOs, Molana, and you might know a few people, who tell them, come to me. I will have, if you're an NGO, NPO, NPC, we will get 50% less for our water and 50% less for our electricity. Now, if you are paying a bill of 20 grand a month, you're now paying only $10,000. If you take 10000 by 12, 120 case, you, you're saving, which you can put it into better use in your own organization. That's what I'm saying to the people. But the problem that we face, Molana, is our people, you tell them, do A, B, C, D, they don't come. Then they will, when the horse is bolted, then they say, you know what, Ahmed, you knew about it, you didn't tell us. You, you, you could have helped us, you're a counselor, you got the means, you got the <clears throat> influence, you got the manpower. Why did you tell us? But we're going on radio, we're going on everything. Come, come. In fact, phoning individually to all our Darul Ulum, Madrasas, Masjid, come, bring your paperwork here. We will help you. That is our job. I'm there to assist the community. If you can save something, it's better for you because you can use that money for something else to maintain your building. You can maintain, to give increase to your staff. You can, you can do better for the institution. Now, uh, regarding the strike, you know, according to what's on the Itikweni website, they say that there was some kind of uh, communication between the union and the municipality. So, you know, I'm sure that they could smell that something like this is going to happen. Why is it that law enforcement officers are not, uh, you know, at these locations where it's most likely to happen, because it usually happens in central town. You know, they only come in after all the action is over. See, Monana, in, in, even in our city, we got intelligence. Intelligence must be already pre-warned. The city, the mayor, the speaker, the city manager, and, and the ex-co, that this is what's going to happen. But if you have taken and applied the proper way for a legal strike, there's nothing you can do. The city has to give, give consent, providing it in the parameters of the strike, the rules and regulation of the strike. But if it's an illegal strike and they know that that is coming, they should have made arrangements with the metropolis, with the SAPS, with, with the law enforcement, our own internal city law enforcement. But... You know, coming back to the same thing again, you know, we are sleeping in council because, when, as you said, the horse has bolted, then we, we, we come in. When the show is over, then we, we say, you know what, oh, the show, we should have came earlier. This is the problem. Now, you know, you can only do so much. The problem is with the city is, if you're, you know, in, if you're building a property and if your foundation is not strong, making sure that you've got to put the right metal to keep that building because you're putting a three-story building, making sure your concrete mix is right and all that. We have a problem in council that we don't have the right people there, the thinkers, 
who we need to make decisions. You know, before it comes, they should have sat down. They, if the union normally don't just go and do things, they will always write to the city, say, you know what? Yes, they, the city will always object because you can't give from from uh, eight thousand rand to twelve thousand rand. Is that where the demand is? So you know, it's always negotiating and everything. But they should have held this thing back because the timing is not right. You only got less than. Nine, now in about 90 days, less than 90 days for election, and, and you bring all this damal on the on the table. So what it's making, you see, like last night, yesterday's meeting, you won't believe it, Molana. You know, I was so disappointed. At about half past five, I left the meeting because, you know what, people are not talking what the issue is. The issue at that meeting was that all the role players were there. Give us the problems that which area you are having problems with in terms of light, water, roads, and they have all the departments there. Spell it out. But yet you've got two, two uh, ratepayers associations are fighting in that, in that uh, meeting. Now, you don't do that. You're supposed to unite and say, let's, let's get together. Let's take the city on. You're fighting for the same cause. I'm fighting for the same cause. Let's come together form a three-man committee and say, right, this is what we are going to take the city on. These are the three, roads, light, and water. This is our main issue. Let's take that thing on on that basis. But yet, in that meeting, you know, I felt so disappointed. The speaker is there. They called up a meeting to assist the community and the ratepayers, but yet the two, two parties are fighting. So, you know, this is where we come short in everything because we don't unite in things like that to fight. When you want to fight, I give you one, one good scenario. Mulana, you know, in the clothing industry, when there's an increase come, you got the parties and then you have the non-parties. Now, the parties were always making decisions for the non-parties. So if, if there's an increase of 10%, the, the parties... They got their money because the SA clothing, the big giants, the big clothing industries and all, they were making the decision. Now we have to follow the line because we are non-parties. So if they were paying 1,200 rent, now we have to go and pay 1,200 rent. But the non-party, they got smaller businesses. They got 20 machine factories. Some of them got 15. They make, they just hand to mouth. They cut, make and trim. So they're taking CMT and they're making the garments and the supply and they have to wait on a Friday. They make sure they deliver for them to get the money and all. But yet the, the, the parties, the non-parties were suffering because of the parties were making the decision because they didn't have no, no say. And I picked this thing up in 2011, 20, yes, 2011. I took this thing up and we mobilized, Olana, you won't believe it. Newcastle, Ladiesworth, Estetebe, Durban, Chatsworth, all over. I brought in 450 factories with a workforce of 47,000 um, uh, workforce in the country. Now, the same clothing industry was employing at one time, you know, 200,000 only in KZM. There was so much of workforce for in the clothing industry. Because of the imports came, they went and stuffed it up totally. So the increase came in and we were suffering. Really, the small small factories, Chatsworth, Phoenix and all, were really crying. They couldn't make it anymore. They're starting to close left, right and center. We found an angle in that agreement there because they were not consulting. I approached Anglo-American. 
Now, Anglo-American, they got all the mines and everything. They were having a similar problem. When we met, when I went there to Southern Bosch and I met with them and I put this whole thing together, you know, the, 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 they got the in-house advocates, lawyers and all. They said, you know, it's a brilliant idea. Let's go for it. And they gave me two million then to fight. Molana, we fought that case in high court. We won. They took it on appeal. They took it on, on, on uh, to the court, in constitutional court. We won there. They paid us with cost. Today, we changed all those factories into cooperative. So they're working for themselves. They got relief from the bargaining council. So there's ways to do things. The reason, what I'm saying is, Molana, we united in that everybody rallies around me and the team that I had, they work together. And that's how we won it. So, yeah, too, in the council, in the, with the community, with the ratepayers associate, we need to unite. If anything you unite, you put a team together, we will get whatever we want. Because they see now we got strength. Now, coming to this electricity issue, we know that Cape Town has launched its Cash for Power initiative. Basically, residents who have the solar panels, you know, getting their power through that source, would be able to sell the excess power to the municipality. Now, is anything like this in the pipeline for Durban? And if not, what prevents Durban from taking the same route? Mulana, if you see the January and, and December, only solar panels that was in imported into the country is 3.7 billion rand worth of solar panels they're in the country at the moment. So there is a big shift to that. Yes, our city is looking into that and they have already engaged with a lot of foreign uh, international companies to put solar farms here and, and to assist the, 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 the grid, especially with ESCOM. Now, Although, even in Cape Town, too, they still have to, whatever power, who even a residential, industrial, get additional power he's going to use, and then whatever is left over, he can sell it. He has to sell it via the council to ESCOM. Every city gets from ESCOM, so there's no way they're going to get it direct or anything like that. And, and they are talking, they want to do it direct and all that. There's no way they will be able to do it themselves. It is a regulated issue where you have to sell to ESCOM. ESCOM then gives the city with a, with a, with a markup and everything else. Now, we know on the 29th Feb, which was actually the day before yesterday, there was a full council meeting held. Can uh, Brother Ahmad give us a, a you know, very brief report on what was the agenda of that meeting? Firstly, there was one. To start off with, we debated from like 10 o'clock in the morning. We only started with the main agenda after we had lunch at about half past two, half past two, quarter to three. And then and after that, we, we, we in the first part of the meeting, there was all the Rule 27, which you know, people brought in all the uh, Section 27, the issues, and all, they were debating all that. So that took us a lot of time. Then the main issue of the meeting was, one, they wanted to get the speaker out. The IFE brought in an urgent motion to remove the speaker, which where they were not successful because of, you know, the numbers 
came in, in council in 1995, uh, the ANC got, the 20, 24, the IFP got, and then you take the block. Now, the block is the small, smaller parties, one, 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 guys. So whenever it comes to like that, we, 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 we got no chance. If you take last month, there was another motion brought in to remove the mayor, and we were still made with 99-99, and the last casting vote the speaker had, and he voted, and, and the, 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 the uh, mayor is still there in, in his position. It's the same thing happened yesterday on, 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 on the 29th uh, in the meeting. We were 100, and we had, uh, the speaker had 109 votes, and, and we were only 76. So, you know, this is where we come short in, any, in everything in council because the number games play a massive part. That's why I say in every election, in the 2020, 2026 in, uh, election that is going to be coming for the municipality election, we need to bring the right people in. We need to build council up to make sure that there is not a full majority. A coalition, yes, it can work, but it's, it's very, very hard ground in South Africa because we're not like the international countries. They have been through coalition. This is the first time that we will be working with coalition because with, with especially the DA, if, if he wants to become a mayor and we're working in a coalition, and if you don't give him the mayor's position, then he walks away from the coalition. That's where the problem comes in. They want everything their way. And that's where we come short in a lot of things in the city as well because they, you don't give them in the expo, they, they person in there, so they walk away. So that's where we're always coming short. This is always a problem that we face with. But other than that, there was no major uh, uh, issues that we, 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 we had in the council, but these are the ones. And then we have already appointed, you know, we had an acting uh, uh, Metro Police chief. Now we have uh, the acting Metro Police chief. Now he has been appointed as the, the chief of Metropolis as of the 29th, because you cannot have an election where you have an acting um, metro chief. So now we have made sure that he has been elected as the, uh, the chief in command for the for the uh, metropolis. So when the election is coming, then we you know we got somebody that you know we we haven't got somebody that is acting in that position. So Alhamdulillah. So so at the moment things are not not too bad. But, uh, you know, we have to get a lot of things done at council level as well. Jazakumullah khair al-jaza, brother Ahmad Parak, for giving us your valuable time. We have come to the end of this. Inshallah, we will talk again uh, next Saturday at the same time. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Lastly, I must say, you know, the community need to send in the, the questions and answers. We will answer them. You know, the community has got a lot of uh, questions to, in this uh, program that I used to get when I was uh, with our late, our brother, late Shafat Allah giving Jannah, uh, that, you know, people send questions to you during the week. They can send it to, to, to uh, Marcus, uh, to, your, your, to, to your attention. And then we will answer it on Saturday. Whatever question comes, we will make sure we will answer those questions for them, inshallah. Inshallah. I did send out posters on different WhatsApp groups uh, during the week and, you know, um, making the community aware that they can send in their questions also. 
So we just go on doing that and, you know, by word of mouth, spread the news also. Okay, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Brother Ahmad Parak. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jamaah.